Are you subscribed to the Deeper membership? You'll get every episode a week early and ad-free. There's also a bonus episode every fortnight, even during holidays. I never stop for the Deeper. I've created so much premium content for you there. It's only $4.99 a month, which is like $1.25 a week. Subscribe to The Deeper on Apple Podcasts or Acast Plus for Android. Links are in the show notes. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hi, we're supposed to be on a break, but you know, here I am. First up, I just really need to be honest with you guys because I am struggling. I am, at the time of this recording, I am hitting about 12 weeks pregnant and I have been so sick um, since week four, so for about two months. And it's been really tricky not being able to be honest about that up front. Um, you know, and a lot of that is due to respect to my husband and he's had a lot of anxiety around um, me sharing prematurely, which I completely understand. And, um, you know, we had a loss this time last year and... I think the impact of that on me really rattled him. So he's been, he's just very private in general, but he hasn't wanted me to share. So um, at the time of this recording, still nobody knows. We are waiting on another test um, just to be sure of a few things, you know, and and I I do want to talk about that um, in this little reflection because This season two has been so huge and a big part of it has been that I got to pre-record so many episodes ahead of time that we still were able to have things going live each week, which I'm incredibly grateful for my team making this happen because I literally have been on the couch or in bed eating chips, eating KFC, uh, not moving, I haven't gone for a walk. I haven't moved very far. I haven't driven my car in about a month. I haven't gone out. Um, I haven't left the house, which has been really depressing. Um, The whole thing is such a beautiful miracle, but the actual day-to-day is quite depressing. Um, As in, you know, I'm not quite well enough to see friends or even the nausea is so distracting to have conversations. So a lot of it is just me focusing on trying to not be sick. <laughs> and uh, I have a phobia called emetophobia, which is a severe phobia of vomit. <laughs> doesn't help um, when you have morning sickness. So I'm on some pretty heavy duty medication it's so funny that I can even laugh about that because it's pretty traumatizing. Um, but yes, so that is why I've kind of been quiet. If you do follow me on social media, that is why. 
things obviously haven't changed that much through the episodes being delivered. Unfortunately, I've had to cancel all interviews for the past two months and beyond. I think I might be able to start getting back into it in January um, because I just wasn't able to hold the space for people and their stories while I was so sick and distracted by my um, nausea and fatigue. So it has been quite a bizarre time um, and quite isolating and alone because I do feel like I love to share with all of you. So that's the big news. Just nothing's ever really certain through fertility, conception, pregnancy. Like I just... It all just feels like such a miraculous thing that it could be taken at any time. I'm sure lots of you know what that feels like. So, because I love this, I love this work. I love the community we have. I love you guys listening to it. Um, I think they're really important stories to share. There's so many exciting guests in being like in the little, um, holding cell waiting to be uh, scheduled and discussed like I'm so excited about them this season was yeah it was a pretty big one and I know that it resonated with some of you and some of you were like whoa this is too much this is too far like I know the intersectional feminist specifically was one that triggered a lot of people and I I know that because I felt pushed and challenged throughout it. And, you know, I think that I've got a pretty open mind. But then when some of my team heard it, they were like, whoa, she's real. like I'm I'm feeling a little like I want to push back against her. And I think that that was the magic of the episode was every single thing that you felt was intentional and was you were supposed to want to make excuses and want to find loopholes that you weren't turning up in the world as a racist or as a homophobe or as having any kind of prejudice. And I think there are all, we are made up, you know, of a multitude of things, but I think our upbringing and definitely society's influence, we are impacted by those biases, whether we like that or not. And having that episode was so important because you can never not know what you learned from that. You can never go backwards. And I found myself having hard conversations after that because it was my duty to do that. I owed every person that had been talked down to, demeaned, made to feel less than, I owed that to them. And I was at a lunch, a birthday lunch um, for a friend and there was someone there that I didn't, I'd met once before I think and I didn't know well and, you know, a conversation based around race came up 
And we had a really challenging conversation that kind of made, you know, the uh, table stop and everyone was like just waiting with bated breath to see how awkward it was going to get. And it was awkward. But I think that coming from a place of understanding um, that this person only knows what they know, they cannot – you know, my job meeting her was to show her the other side. And it was actually quite brilliant because after some pushback from her, she was really open and said, uh, you know what, I can see that. Because it started off with that thing, everything's getting so PC, like we can't say anything. Why does this mean that? And why can't someone wear that or do their hair like this? And why is that seem as, you know, racially inappropriate? And by the end of it was like, I get that. Like if that's painful to someone, I get that. So it was this really beautiful thing, but it, it took time and it took effort and energy to have that conversation and it was awkward and it could have gone in another direction, but that's my duty. And I think that a lot of you may have heard the intersectional feminist and, and thought she's abrasive, she's too much, all of these things, because what her messaging was, was, was abrasive and was confronting. Um, but I'm really, really proud of that episode. And there was a handful of listeners that I was so disappointed in, um, you know, that had sent me emails or direct messages and I messaged everybody back, you know, and that's the other thing that I understood with Tiggist was how hard it is not to just receive this level of racism on a daily basis, but she has to rebut it all. She has to explain it all. She has to like... It's relentless. And I only got a taste of that. I'm not even I'm not even living with her experience. I only had to taste what it was like to deal with a lot of people that um were triggered by that episode. So that was one that I know that you know, and that's what the deep is. It's not just always going to be overcoming trauma. Um, pain, loss, you know, us sitting with people's grief. It's also going to be real oddball elements like Ashley, (laughs) the middle of the human centipede and things that I'm just incredibly curious about. Um, And I know that that resonates with some and it doesn't with others. And I guess that's the point is it just has to, it always has to feel right for me to take the interview. And I think that's an interesting point is, you know, we have a lot of people sharing or opening themselves up to sharing their stories and there's no real method apart from a gut instinct of who we decide to go forward with. Um, there's been a lot of high profile-ish or people with a large following that it's just not the deep, you know, they'd be right for something else. It's just, they're not right for the deep. And I think that everyone that we've had in this season and the past season has been our people, you know, um, 
I'm super proud of <laughs> the doll banger episode. I love Brick so much. I think he's endearing and interesting and full of joy. And I, that's the, I think the beauty of this is you think you're getting one thing out of a conversation and it just flips it on its head. And I, I get that every single time. Um, Cleone, the beautiful Cleone and, um, you know, the First Nations community really appreciating us holding her story and sharing that again, um, not just because it's a movement but because these stories continuously need to be heard. We don't have a um, like a barometer of diversity, like this is our target, we need to hit this. That just feels very um, inauthentic. So I think we get a lot of diversity just because of the content and the type of podcast we are, but um, that's never an intention for me. And all of those guests, you know, were recorded in season one or prior. Um, but that was, you know, I'm not going to rattle off each and every episode, but I was so, um, so moved by her and, you know, that brings me to something else. I feel like the tone, you know, the deep is one element in which you are surrounding yourself with content. But I've noticed recently that um, even on social media, I am unfollowing or getting rid of anything that doesn't feel succinct to my growth. And there is so much more diversity in my timeline now. And I feel more fulfilled when I'm going through things online. And that just might be um, an interesting thing to hear because, you know, if you've seen, is it The Social Dilemma on Netflix, the one about the impact of social media, everything is kind of congruent and lined up to give you more of what you're searching for. And I think that the more we try and beat the system and seek out to be stretched and to be challenged, we will get to see the world in a completely different way. I was really surprised by how much everybody loved um, the functioning heroin addict. That story was so fascinating and incredibly real and I want to share something that happened um during that recording that wasn't captured on audio so I had to be incredibly sensitive to Kelly's needs you know her life and her livelihood was on the line with sharing that and it takes a lot for somebody to trust that I'm going to do the right thing by them and her voice was altered slightly and Small parts were edited out, but we'd had a briefing call and you heard her. She's intelligent and complex and I wanted to know, I wanted to be in her world. And she um, gave a lot through that interview. It was, a, it, was a, it was big for her. She'd never, ever shared anything like that with anybody before. And... Um, you can hear at the end her, her last question 
where I say, who are you when no one's looking? And I think she says, I'm sad or I'm lonely. There was something that was very melancholy. And um, I switched off the recording and she broke down in tears. It's hard. You, you kind of want to hug them. You want to hold them. And the line cut out and I called her back and she was composed again. And it was such a beautiful representation of how it must be for her day to day of her having these real moments of emotion and then having to pull it all together to survive and to keep living in her addiction. And she said to me, it seems really obvious, but I haven't actually asked myself, why haven't I stopped? Because if I didn't have the money, I would have to stop. So why haven't I stopped? And that just felt really, um, really big. And I think really big for her. I think that's the thing is we get to experience these stories, but I think the impact sometimes that people that are holding on to something for so long get to experience when they share can be potentially a way to change or move forward in a new way or to see things in a new light. Yeah, so um, I love her. I mean, I love them all. I loved Siri. She was just, she was kind of like brick. I was like, can we share this much about the porn stuff, especially with like the necrophiliac stuff? Um, You know, I always think that I'm quite informed about the topics that we cover. Like I've watched and read and research for years like this has been in the making for eight years and um I mean she was she really taught (laughs) taught me some things um and we've got you know at the point of recording there's a couple more episodes to go live and I mean Raphael like I never ever ever thought that he would agree to be on my little show And he is just gracious and warm and so giving and generous with his time. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Um... But I do want to go back and I want to talk to you about the Rachel Casella episode, um, A Mother's Mission or The Mother's Mission and the absolute impact that had on my life. Rachel Casella has been pioneering for her daughter Mackenzie and making change when it comes to giving parents support financially through genetic testing for some time now. And 
she'd sent me her book a long time ago and I think her publicist had reached out for her to be on the deep and I know that she'd shared her story a lot and generally we don't take people that have um like I said a big profile or following or have shared their story everywhere like people know it I don't I don't ever want to be repetitive like if you can hear their version somewhere else I honor that anyway and I she was like I was drawn to her but also was kind of repelled like I couldn't commit to doing the episode with her and I think my conscious mind was like well she's she said this story people know Mackenzie's story people know Rachel's story what can you give it and then I think subconsciously I was like I don't know if I can hear this story it's so horrific like so many of the guests sharing their stories but this one I don't know children children dying I can't I just can't fathom that and then you know she's pretty persistent about getting Mackenzie's story out there and was like I will be available anytime any day let's do this and I was just like you've got to sit with her and you've got to sit with her grief and you've got to feel this and you've got to share it and you've got to share what she is doing to make such incredible change and changing people's lives and um you know I think my audio engineer Joe um edited out a lot of my crying <laughs> because she was like it's just it's a lot um could be distracting to the listener and um so what you hear is the less lessened crying version um but she is just the most incredible woman and to find through her own pain a way to honor Mackenzie that helps others is just mind-blowing so um Rachel is pregnant during the recording and I'm so pleased to say she's still pregnant god bless and um, I got pregnant. I don't know how long after that. I feel like maybe it was a month or so. And she was the first person I messaged. And I said to her, because I didn't know any of this stuff. I was like, why don't we know? Why are we trying to fall pregnant for so long, but then getting pregnant and potentially that baby isn't going to survive? There's, there's so many genetic conditions um, within each parent potentially that if they have, hold the same gene, they will have this child that has, you know, a really horrible time. And so I messaged her and I was really early. I think I was four weeks pregnant as soon as I found out. And I said to her, um, hey, really early days, but I'm pregnant. What do I do? And she was like, you have to do the Eugene test first. And so the only test I had been aware of was one called the Harmony test, which you find out the gender and you also find out the chances of Down syndrome and I think maybe five other genetic conditions. 
And she said, do the Eugene, your um, obstetrician may have cover because of Mackenzie's mission has, I, I think, $500 million the grant has had to cover the cost for parents or to support the cost for parents. Um, you have to listen to the episode again. I'm so sorry I have baby brain. But she said, check with your doctor if they can cover it. Otherwise, it's about maybe seven, $800. And I was like, shit, that is a lot of money. She's like, it is worth it. I promise you, if we had found out that we were both SMA carriers, her and her husband, and we knew the likelihood of Mackenzie having SMA, everything would have been so different for us. So I was like, I, I have to get it. Because the thing is, once I know these things, I can't unknow them. So I asked my obstetrician. He didn't have cover for it. So I was like, screw it. Um, we're doing this. I went online. It was really easy. You understand, I think, from the process that a big bulk of that fee is um, in the labs in Canada. So they send you a kit um, for you and your partner and it's just a saliva kit. It's super easy. Um, you pack it up, you post it off. Within three or four weeks you get your results. And I think the timeline is because it does go to Canada and the cost is because it's so far away. Um, but it's very painless I think there's a little bit of trepidation around the weight and the service that Eugene gives you is a genetic counselor up front um so you're assigned someone to talk through all of the processes and anxieties with which I found really comforting they explain how the test works and then they send it off and um you wait and it comes back and then they schedule a call. <laughs> as soon as I got that text, I was like, same day or the next day. Um, both people need to be present that have done the test and then they break it down. So what was interesting was I think they test the around 280 to 300 serious inherited genetic conditions. So vastly more comprehensive than the harmony or the I want to say it's the precept precept test which is kind of like the harmony but um has a few more options you please do your due diligence and your research on this if you are looking at doing it so if your partner and you hold the same recessive genetic gene it kind of doubles up that the baby can have the actual gene. So that's what happened with Rachel and Johnny is they both had the recessive SMA, but when it comes together, it make it, it unfortunately Mackenzie had it. I think it's a 25% chance. So the thing I found really interesting about this is most of us are going to be okay. 2.5% of the couples will be at increased risk. And that means there's a 25% chance 
of the child being affected. But if there is a risk, there are options available to reduce or avoid having a child born with a condition. So you can actually do the test before you're even pregnant. Um, And it will also then share, because I have a child, if he's got any um, chance of having something in the future as well that might not show up until he's 10 or 20. Um, So I found that really helpful. This is the bit that's wild. A couple are also six times more likely to have a child born with an inherited genetic condition like what Mackenzie had, SMA or thalassemia. I have the thalassemia minor gene. Then they are of having a child born with Down syndrome. So you're six times more likely to have one of these other conditions than you are to have a Down syndrome child. But we do this, we put all this weight on this harmony test or the precept test, the NIPT test, but there are all these other conditions. So six times more, that just blew my mind. So with our results, my husband had, he had two genetic conditions that were recessive and I had two one that I knew of, but he had one that was quite serious. And if I had had that gene, the life expectancy of our children could be up to 10 years or 20 years old. So it's obviously a relief because I don't hold that gene. But I think like, what if he met a woman that did and they hadn't done that test? Um, Really interesting. So I actually... I was so moved by this that I got in touch with the team at Eugene after I had done my test and I said, look, I want to talk about this. It's a little bit expensive. I want people to know about it. Can you do something? And they have said that the first 50 people that use this code, it's going to be Zoe and the deep. So Zoe and symbol the deep will get $50 off the code. So you just go to www.eugenelabs.com. They also have one on cancer testing, but I'll talk to you about that another time. It's an at-home cancer screening test. Um, As you guys may know, my mum passed of cancer, so that's another one I really want to do. I think I'm too emotional to do it at the moment. Um, But I thought that that's a little way that if you are interested on, you know, in starting a family or you're pregnant or your child is or your auntie or whatever, it's a very insightful way to see what's going on. Rachel never, ever wants what happened to her and Johnny to happen to anybody else. Um, it is the Christmas spirit. <laughs> it is time to give back. I've been thinking of ways to do that with my son. He's only two and a half, but ways that we can start a tradition that he understands that Christmas is more than just opening presents and a big feast. The holidays can be incredibly hard for people, um, very triggering and very challenging. And I'm sending so much strength to you if you are challenged through this time. It can really highlight a lot of lack, loss, grief, worry, stress, trauma. So I'm sending big love. And if you can do something kind for your community or for your neighbor or for somebody, even if it's teeny tiny, 
and it is just a thought or a note, please try and do that. It'd be nice to sprinkle kindness throughout the year, but especially through Christmas um, and the holiday season. So thank you guys so much for listening this season. We are going to take four weeks break and be back on the 27th of January. We're coming back with a bang. Please subscribe to Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts um, so you don't miss that first episode. We're really excited for what's in store and we hope you all have a beautiful, happy, healthy, restful break. Happy holidays. Are you subscribed to the Deeper membership? You'll get every episode a week early and ad-free. There's also a bonus episode every fortnight, even during holidays. I never stop for the deeper. I've created so much premium content for you there. It's only $4.99 a month, which is like $1.25 a week. Subscribe to the deeper on Apple Podcasts or Acast Plus for Android. Links are in the show notes.